what this showed me was even for the easy ones uh it's causing people to have i think false positives where they may not they they may be able to pick out the fake ones but it causes them to question the real ones you're listening to pardon the disruption with your host tom young hey everybody hey welcome to the show let's go around the room hey this is bart gallo this is tj young this is rohan kapoor great hey thanks guys today we're going to talk about uh the topic of deep fakes uh, we were prompted to do this. This is a topic that's been out there for a while now. There's been a lot of technologies out there. You know, we take for granted in Hollywood, uh, we see movies all the time and we expect fakes and we expect the fakery to be good. And CGI and post-production effects are um, really good. So you're, you go to the movies now, you just take for granted you're going to see stuff and if someone told you it was fake, you're like, eh, well, that's Hollywood. Uh What's happening now is we're starting to see deep fakes move into the consumer realm. Uh, it's easier to do, and now they're having the ability to do it in real time uh, with existing people to the point where you can fake people out. It's pretty pretty interesting. So we saw uh, a couple uh, videos we watched. Uh, what prompted us to do this show, there was a release of the Joe Rogan sound clip where they synthesized his voice. It's pretty funny. We'll play that in a minute. But... Anyway, as we were doing the sound check, uh, we're going to put up on the, on the screen, we'll put this in an inset. Uh, if a lot of people use Snapchat, Snapchat has these filters. This is, again, done right on the iPhone. We can play a few pictures. Bart, play the one with me as a chick uh, doing, <laughs> doing a the sound, sound check. check. Yeah. This is me as a chick doing uh, a little <laughs> podcast sound check. So. Uh, uh, pretty wild. Ooh, I don't yeah. think I can come to work tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so too much. that's uh, that's pretty wild. So the uh, the, ne the next photo we have, uh, uh, I, Rowan, that's too. That, that's you as a check. No, that's Bart. That's me. That's Bart. Yeah, look at someone laughed hell? at me already. Holy cow! Yeah, that's oh, on, this one. Is all right, here's me as Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. And uh, there's TJ as a as a oh, yeah. second as grade a teacher. <laughs> uh, there's there's me. you as a well dressed baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's pl play this one. So play this one of me in the car driving. And what's interesting is they're able to do this. And now if you can match it with the voice, which you know Facebook, I mean uh, Snapchat's not doing, but just pl play this. Yeah, you this get a one's sense. definitely interesting. But they're able to render the video. Hi, sailor. Make twenty dollars the hard way. So, this is. Yeah, uh, I might have to cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I joke. think one of our target demos are the young kids. <laughs> All right. So, we, where's Rohan's in technology? Where's Rohan's picture um, as a check? Go, I want to see that. Keep one. going down. Down. Uh, oh, no, 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 maybe it's up. Yeah, yeah, go up. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Well, yeah, there, there it is. is. Holy Rohan. cow! Wow. So Rohan. exciting. Look at that. Look at that. A little bit that. of makeup, shave off that beard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, this stuff is... Standing on the corner, waving so, an SOW. I'm going to have, <laughs> have nightmares for a couple of weeks. I don't yeah. think I can look at you guys in the same light. <laughs> I, TJ, that of you is, is creepy. So, <laughs> play, play the baby one. This, <laughs> so, I I hate that. I actually loathe. I wanna, do you want to print it out just so exists. you can burn it? Yeah, I want to print out a picture, a frame, and burn it. <laughs> so, uh, 
And they can do this with, uh, there's one of me saying, let's play the one with the hot dog from Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Playing around so, with the voice there too. You can yeah. do all kinds of interesting things there. So, uh, there's a lot, you can have a lot of fun. If you have a, uh, Snapchat, you can go in and have your kids show you how to use it or, uh, play around it. Some interesting things. It's fun, but it gets to be kind of serious when the technology is moving to a point where we can't tell what's real and what's fake. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that people are having a lot of fun with this and exposing them to the topic. And, um, so w what I want to do on this first clip, you know, we all know who Joe Rogan is. He's one of the top podcasters out there. He does some UFC fight commentary. He had a show called uh, Fear Factor that he did for a long time, and he was a sitcom actor back in the 90s and 2000s. So he's been around for a while. People know his voice. Anyway, they played. Uh, they did a uh, a script about him running a, a chimpanzee-based hockey team. And uh, anyway, so they, they read a ridiculous script into the engine, and it sounds like Joe Rogan when you listen to and it. And they, they used him because he had such a wealth of audio data out there. So they says here they had he has over 1,300 episodes just on the Joe Rogan experience. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So let's play let's play a clip of this sure. and get a sense of uh, you because you really can't tell it's not him. Friends, I've got something new to tell all of you. I've decided to sponsor a hockey team made up entirely of chimps. I'm tired of people telling me that chimps are not capable of kicking human ass in sports. Chimps are just superior athletes. And these chimps have been working out hard. They're throwing kettlebells, battle ropes, everything. I've got them on a strict diet of bone broth and elk meat. These chimps will rip your balls off. God damn, it's impressive. All I got to say is, see you on the ice, folks. That was so. That's pretty cool. So that sounds that sounds just like him. Yeah. I mean, if you know it's fake, you can listen. It's it, it feels a, a few percentage points off, but it's amazing to me how good this stuff is getting. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Inhales and exhales, especially that was always missing from yeah. the early. Yeah. I think the audio is impressive, but the video is something that completely blows my mind. Some of the some of the stuff we've seen, even in the research and run up to this, is. It's inc incredible. Yeah. Huh? Well, the, 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 to me, the disturbing thing is the ability to marry the really Both. good video and mm -hmm. really good uh, video. And, audio. And, I'm sorry, audio. And tie that together and, and do it in near real time so that this isn't a post-production thing. So uh, I was out in California a couple years ago at a conference with uh, KPMG, and they, um, they, they showed this uh, Rembrandt. Pull up the Rembrandt thing, Bart. Yep. And they, it, this was something that took a while to do. They couldn't do it in real time. And what they did was they read, they, they scanned in all the Rembrandts that were ever made into the system. Everything down to the paint strokes. It was a high-res scan of all Rembrandt pictures. And then they said, make a new one. And what you see here is... Uh, a Rembrandt that's never been done. Rembrandt certainly didn't do it. It was rendered by uh, an AI algorithm, all the way down to the paint strokes and everything. And then they showed this to a bunch of art experts, and they thought it was a lost Rembrandt. Wow. And so th this, so when I saw this a couple of years ago, I said, "Wow, this is really cool because you're starting now to see this." But it wasn't something that was easily accessible by most people. It probably cost a million dollars or half a, half a million dollars in resources and a lot of time to go make this happen, but they were showing the art of the possible. What we're seeing now in 2019 is this stuff very quickly moving down to consumer grade, it's pretty good, and it's moving into 
near real time so that you can start to alter our perception of reality. And uh, this was a, the Rembrandt project was also a TED Talk as well, right? Yeah. So we can link that in the show notes here. Just yeah. So if you want to take a look at the TED Talk explaining how they did that. But, you know, so people, people are not going to be surprised that you can fake things, right? Like this Rembrandt, like Hollywood movies, uh, it's out there. And, but people say, well, it's, it, it's, it takes a lot of money. It can't be done. And it's, you can tell when stuff is fake. But at some level, I think it's very difficult to tell when things are fake. Well, the whole issue is uh, it, it keeps getting better, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this goes back to that uh, podcast, which we still reference, the Sam Harris podcast on AI improving. And as long as you think that it will continue to improve, then you have to you know, assume that super intelligence will happen at some point. So that's a broader topic, but... Uh, people will call out these images now, and I think the the areas that they don't have as well, like locked down, are really like the eyes and the mouth. So they keep talking about if you stare at those areas, shape of the head kind of gets Teeth distorted. A bit too. The tea, yeah, anything in the mouth and the eyes, especially the eyes, mm -hmm. because you look mostly at people's eyes when you're looking at people, obviously. Right. But again, that will get better and better. And I think one of the key implications of that one website, I think the ABC article, where it shows the mm -hmm. side by side, what that showed me at least, and this this is an article showing side-by-side -side comparisons of world leaders talking. It's not audio, but just showing their faces talking on screen uh, over the news. What this showed me, because it, it, it's set up in the way where there's a poll, if you're on the site, you pick which one's fake, neither one is fake, or they're both real. What this showed me was, even for the easy ones, uh, it's causing people to have, I think, false positives, where they may, not, they, they may be able to pick out the fake ones, but it causes them to question the real ones. Mm -hmm. So they said, oh, they, they pick, oh, both videos are fake when really it was just one. Right. So now people are questioning videos that the were never altered. The response is to not believe anything. Exactly. So the yeah. proliferation of this uh, through society is going to create some very paranoid. Yeah. So it's, the issue is not getting caught, like, oh, this one's fake. The issue is causing distrust of all media. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in our political discourse, you know, pe people tend to... Uh, Tribalize. I mean, they 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 have they're set in their ways. They listen to news that itches their ears. They they want to hear things that validate their point of view. Uh, uh, I I sense there's probably less. It's less popular to be have people who are truly open minded about things. So right here, Barty. So you so the correct answer here. We're looking at a picture of or a video of Theresa May and Putin talking side by side. The correct answer is the Theresa May one was altered, but Putin's real. More people said that Putin was fake. Yeah. Right. I think just with a lot of the stigma that Putin right. has and mm -hmm. Russia has. Well, obviously right. so, that one's fake, right? Right. Yeah. But people make quick assumptions. It's headline culture. People make quick glances. They're not giving this level of scrutiny for everything. You no, can't. You can't. But it, it, it really gets to the notion, I think, if you see something that doesn't comport to your point of view prior to seeing it, will you believe it? Right? So I have... If whatever your political persuasion is, you know, up, down, right, left, you know, blue, green, whatever it is, you see something that challenges your point of view on something. This person's right. good, this person's bad, this person's right. mean, this person's friendly, whatever. The, and you see something in this realm now that counters that. With these new technologies, very quickly, you're just going to ignore it. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, well, who needs truth when you have validation? Mm -hmm. I like that. Who yeah. needs truth when you need validation? It's like a V for Vendetta type quote. I think I think what's <laughs> what's going to be interesting is seeing this being used in uh, instances like 
even if so some of these like top influencers on social media have to post a ton of content and when they say yes to one thing they're saying no to another opportunity but imagine if they could actually have a scripted piece of this just post a video to their millions of followers who expect content updates and they're not even they're off taking another meeting or in the corporate world right you've got ceos running a company he has a, something that he would usually have to be in front of a, a camera to say well, could, there's yeah. tremendous implications all around to uh, copyright infringement, right? So, mm -hmm. but at some point, if I start generating, um, take a Kim Kardashian or or, or her sister, that's that uh, Instagram billionaire. Um, if if I start using deep fakes to create a competing, she's going to sue, and and rightfully so. She's going to say you're stealing my likeness and capitalizing on my likeness, and this is going to be. Well, what constitutes your likeness? How 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 much how deviated do I have to be? You're going to get into some really interesting issues around yeah. how you actually define what is real, what is fake, and what is protected and what is not. But to me, the bigger issue is uh, people are going to. I think we're we're going to walk into an era of distrust of the 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 modern media. So, like, if someone says, "Let's play the video or the audio tape that proves someone is guilty in a court of law." I mean, I'm going to say it's fake. Now, the first thing that's going to happen, I think, is you're going to start to fool people on a casual look. I think that's the issue because mm -hmm. the court of law example is often talked about, but those are during discovery. It's a static set of information; they can just have as much scrutiny as they want, talk to as many experts as they want, and that set of data, whether it's video, audio, doesn't change. They can just keep looking at it and keep getting third, fourth, and opinions, but. The issue is the casual observer, this is the public, just the constant fire hose of information on the news. You're not going to be able to have these, I don't know, fact-checking organizations, uh, experts weighing in on every second of all video streams coming in and hitting everyone's eyes daily. I mean, you can't control that. You can see it now. It's already a problem now, not with deep fakes on this level, but just with the availability of information and the speed of the news cycle with social media. Yeah. But you can't keep up with it. Yeah. So it's... I, we were actually talking about this last night. It's you, you know uh, when you watch the presidential debates and they have kind of that real time like Politico uh, fact checker. Uh, thing? It's almost like a, no, it's not just the fact checker. They do that, but it's like the sentiment analysis from different uh, groups. Yeah. Where, like Republicans are going up because they like what he said about guns, and the Democrats are going down, and it's almost like a moving line graph on the screen. I forget what channel does that, but imagine a similar, almost like a real time watermark on the TV from these fact checking deep fake checkers in the future that are running real-time analysis on the video feed to see if there's any tampering from an AI. Right. The issue is, what tool do you use? You're probably going to use an AI. Who determines, the <laughs> who determines what AI tampering versus, is? Yeah. Yeah. Who well, sets the parameters? Who sets who sets that? Yeah. How many how many fact checkers are you gonna have? Are they gonna be compromised? Are they Do we need to vote for the people who get to set the parameters? Will they be people at all? That's a good Even point though. If, if it's shown that the the this the proliferation of this technology affects public opinion in a way that you know affects elected officials power structures maybe that's a good point maybe the obsolescence of elected human officials yeah, but mm, right the lie further, further you know the, what's the old issue the lie travels around the world in a few minutes and the the, the truth takes forever yeah. yeah so i you know we're it's it's going to happen we're pointing this out because it's going to happen people should be prepared for it uh, the technology that they're using to do this is called a uh, generative adversarial network where they put two opposing AIs. One is generating the new image. The other one is discriminating it. 
and they just provide a feedback mechanism and it's getting better and better. Now, a lot of these fakes that are being generated at the forensic level can be uh, uh, looked at and they can look at forensic alterations. So like at the forensic level, you'll be able to tell these are fakes. So there'll be, it could be a, um, the elimination or the distortion of a watermark that's hard to, that's hard to, to fake. There's a whole bunch of things that I think are gonna have to happen. I think there'll be a response to this in terms of watermarking videos in a way that prevents alteration. Uh, there's, there's ways where you can use, uh, back in the old days, PGP encryption, where you would uh, uh, digitally sign an email that if any character or space or punctuation, anything was changed or altered, it would change the hash. Mm. So you're gonna, we're gonna have to go back to authentication and not rely on our mass media to just shoot us stuff constantly. Uh, but it's going to have a negative effect before we resolve this issue. Pretty interesting stuff. Especially in time for the 2020 uh, presidency. Uh, that's gonna be a yeah. circus. Yeah. Very polarizing. Gonna be a circus. So Bart, up on the screen you've got uh, these people don't exist. Yeah, this person does not exist.com. It's an easy way if people wanna go take a look and just get an idea of what these sorts of uh, AI protocols can start to do. You can just hit refresh and you'll get uh, various new images, of, look, photorealistic images of people's headshots and these people literally don't exist. They're <laughs> created based on data, I assume from many, many people who do exist. Now, this, this, these are generating in real time. Uh, they're probably not pulling from a library, is my guess. It looks like they're probably because you don't get the same one twice. Yep. And but what would be interesting, you know, the next generation of this is I hit refresh, and not only do I get a single picture, but I get a portfolio of pictures, and I create a whole <clears throat> new profile. A life. Well, a life. You could say I'm gonna when I hit refresh, I get this picture and a hundred others. Me at the beach, me at work, me with the family, me with my dog all of those things, and now I create a fake Facebook persona, a fake Twitter persona, whatever it might be, and you get into situations where, you know, we're either gonna go back to very sophisticated digital watermarking for content sharing, or force people back from a social perspective to rely on old-fashioned analog meetups, <laughs> right, where I actually have to meet somebody in person to validate. If you really want to trust someone fully. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I assume that if I am interacting with somebody I've never met online, I assume it's fake until I meet them. Now, I, 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 may, I may act in a way that gives them the benefit of the doubt, but I never fully commit until I actually see them because I know enough too much about these fakes. I mean, and that goes back to your earlier point, right? It's like that paranoia aspect almost because you know it's available, the technology's there. Oh, I'm I'm wrong so much more often than I'm right because of that paranoia. But it doesn't mean. But uh, at least I'm open to the possibility that it's fake. I mean, as opposed to you know that catastrophic issue where you're sending the, uh, you say, wow, if I just send them the ten thousand dollars, the <laughs> prince from Nigeria is going to send me ten million. Right? Those kind of scams are out there. This makes it that much easier to fake somebody. Yep. Right. You're thinking about identity theft as well. Yeah, identity theft. It's a big, big downside. And you can you can get very like down the conspiracy hole now. I mean, like if kidnap a uh, political leader and then put out videos of no, no, he's he's fine and he's yeah. setting these policies now. I mean, I, I, it's not that sophisticated yet, but once it gets better, 
You can imagine that happening. Right, you have to think about where it's headed. This is all transitional yeah. phase stuff. So, right. So, uh, again, you know, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but it is fun, and it's a holiday weekend coming up. But uh, audio and video um, of people doing things they would rather not have other know that they're doing has been used for blackmail for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, um, it, like spies, you know, if if you you would go through a test if you were homosexual and CIA back, you know, nineteen sixties and seventies. I don't know when they stopped doing it, but. If it turned out that was the case, you were prohibited, right? Because you could be blackmailed for that. Now nobody cares. Um, but there are things that you don't want people knowing about if you did it. That they can use that for blackmail. This undermines the blackmail market. Right. Well, I think it, it, at first glance, one might think, oh, it makes it easier to blackmail somebody because I can just make yeah. a fake video. But then it calls into question any of that. Right. Right. So you could always just claim as a defense, oh, this is a deep fake. Sorry. Yeah. Obviously, it's a deep. It's a deep fact. I never did this. Yeah, yeah. Stop watching videos. Maybe the messaging that starts to come out. Even like, um, <laughs> I know it was more sophisticated in the episode, but we talk about Black Mirror a lot. Even creating, you know, the people that you've lost along the way, creating these kind of video audio matches matchups, driven by their online profile that's been created or your understanding of them, whatever yeah, it so, may be. So let's explore that a little bit. Yeah. So <clears throat> you you have a missing family member mm-hmm. who you miss. Um, and you have the opportunity to have an actor uh, act out a part and the digital overlay puts your loved one's image on top of that actor and their voice. Yeah. And now they're interacting with you or maybe don't even need the target actor. They just do it all, have it all computer generated. Yeah, people are going to want that. Yeah, what, whether whether it's advisable that they should move on and yeah. and and cherish the memories of the person versus trying to cr- create new false ones, uh, it's going to happen. Well, the issue is the training data, right? So Rogan <clears throat> was a great one because he has hours and hours and That's hours not, of his audio issue, and video. Not, not an issue anymore though. So Samsung this morning came out and they were able to create. Um, oh right, okay. From one image, they were able to create a deep fake using one of their AI. This is them commenting on the thresholds. I'm like, what is yeah. the bare minimum to have it be like believable? It, exactly. It, it so just they, gets so better. It, that's it, all. It, it, exactly. That's exactly right, it. Right, but it, what's the threshold? Right, like, is it? Oh, so you is, could, I, I can't fool myself to think it's a loved one. It's going to be silly. Versus, it crosses a point where I could. Right, you know, suspend disbelief and think this is my, you know, dead loved one. Yeah. This is from one image. And this is impressive, but it's it's not recreating an entire person. No, in every possible expression. But, but even just from one image, I know there's obviously a threshold, but this is if, pretty if, awesome. If you can get a pretty damn good version from one, and that threshold increases, well, there's more and more media of us yeah. all the time anyway. Right. It's, I mean, whether you want it or not, you're recorded, you're on video, pictures. So it's 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 going to have a really interesting impact on. Sus- well, it's on interesting. There, you, Bart, you had up the one of the Marilyn Monroe. Miss we we know what she really looked like, mm-hmm. and the fake is off. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like. But the fake's yeah. consistent with the picture, but uh, but there'll there'll be opportunities where you'll have 
I, you know, I've seen the science behind voice synthesis, right? And they do it with one sample, five samples, 10 samples, 100 samples. It gets better all the time. There's a drop off after and the analysis that I saw. And again, you got to be careful. What was true six months ago is not true now. And, and six months from now, it'll be different again. It gets better and better. But there was a drop off after about three dozen samples. Right? It, you, it was imperceptible difference. Yeah, that's incredible. About three dozen? Yeah, on the voice. And so, uh, you know, we, there are websites out there where if you read 30 minutes of text, it'll generate your voice in whatever text you throw at it. And it's pretty good. Yeah. That was the plot of, or a plot device in one of the Mission Impossible movies, or multiple yeah. ones, where, you know, whatever yeah. Tom, uh, Tom Cruise's character, he gets a paragraph he has to read. Mm-hmm. He reads the paragraph quickly, it takes about a minute, and then they synthesize that yeah. patch and he can fake the voice. But it's yeah. a certain paragraph, certain words and tones he has to use as the training data. Yeah. It's the same, same concept, and it's yeah. no, no longer science fiction. I mean, we're seeing, that's the, yeah, the, it's really no longer science fiction. There's so much stuff we've seen in. In uh, in films that has come true. I mean, slightly off topic, but when we had uh, a really good visit down to the IBM labs, and they were talking about one of their um, one of their where they have all their processes up on the screen, and just like Minority Report, you can just snatch it and throw it on the ground, and it expands. So, like what you're saying about Mission Impossible, it's it's the next evolution of just programming your voice, having something there, and being able to actually speak. And well, the company that does those displays actually worked on Minority Report. Oh, and they're the ones did. making that. It's a company called Oblong. Wow. Yep. Uh, TJ and Barton, I think we all visited them mm-hmm. a, couple wow. a couple years back. And they used to use the gloves in the movie. They stopped using the gloves. They use a wand. But it's basically that they're grabbing images and then be able to hold them virtually and then put them on any display that's connected. It's pretty <laughs> pretty wild stuff. Uh, but the 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 again, the tech is moving so fast. Like it, it, We have a picture of Alan Watts here in the studio. And um, it's generated by AI, so a lot of stuff, but it's taking art and converting it. But in the movie Her, that was out for, you know, the best picture one in the Art Film Festival five or six years ago, um, there was a scene in there where the AI grabs all the YouTube videos of Alan Watts and recreates him uh, in, in the virtual reality. And it's pretty cool stuff. And yeah. now there's there's a lot of samples of Alan Watts' voice on YouTube. Could you create uh, an Alan Watts video that or an audio that people would not know if you if you made it sound similar to what he would say? You'd probably fool a lot of people. I think you would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think you'd get it to a point where people would actually go and pay to see an Alan Watts? Fake giving a le- giving a lecture. Well, they pay to see the holograms at some of the concerts, right? Yeah. There was. Uh, Couple well, different artists they recreated in holograms. I think it'll, it'll, it'll depend years. on the writing, right? Because the, the, the audio and the visual will get like pretty locked down. So it's who is going to be writing what he's going to say, right? Because it has to, if someone has to create what he's going to say. All right. Yeah. So let me throw this out there. This is I'm going to make this up. Famous person. So you, you you can you you can go to this place, cafe, whatever you want to call it, uh, amusement park, and I sit down in a, a small room like a phone booth kind of room, almost like the way you exchange, you talk to somebody in prison. You sit on the side of the glass. On the other side of the glass is a video, avatar, however you want to talk about it, of a famous person. Could be anywhere, so, somebody that you would recognize that would be interesting. It could be Abraham Lincoln, could be Ronald Reagan, some famous person in, in the past. It could be a rock star. Uh, it could be a grandparent. And 
for $10, you can sit down for five minutes and talk to them. The line would be out the door. Absolutely. I, yeah. can, see, I can see that for day sure. like a carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. line would be out the door. Yeah. And what's, what I just said is, uh, with, you, is with an arm's reach of where we're at today. At least a really isolated society. Because if you can get that inside your own home, then there's like, right? It's like, it's only called deep fakes for now because we have a reason to agree on an objective reality. But at some point when we can all just stay home and hyper customize our reality in virtual and VR, then it doesn't, it's not deep fakes. It's just deep existence for everyone hyper customized. That's way out but mm -hmm. it's kind of like an intermediary period. We're already seeing, we talk a lot about, I know the experience. This right podcast. after Bart said that, I really think we need to legalize marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's I, I never thought of it that way, but that's true. Yeah. And I was immediately, as soon as you said that, I was thinking of that movie Surrogates. Surrogates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Except that was the physical take on it, and which is a little bit uh, out there, but why not have it be in VR? Mm -hmm. Why even have the physical robots? Yeah. Represent you. Hyper reality. Yeah. It's because uh, you you can change your VR persona instantly and a lot more cheaply than altering your robotic presence. Right. Right. Why stop virtualizing at your own avatar? Virtualize the whole ecosystem it exists in. That, I think we need that movie though. We need the circuits movie, but VR based. Yeah, that that needs a rewatch. There was a movie way before Surrogates called Lawnmower Man that explored. Uh, <laughs> that was, no, that was a big movie, right? I haven't seen it. But the title just threw me sorry, off. Oh, no. sorry. That came out like 1934 when you were born. Or, uh, <laughs> no, I, was, I, I was thinking of like this movie came out when like the most advanced technology we had was, was Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are making fun. It was 1992 it came out. It didn't yeah, get a you good were like sixty nine when the, uh, <laughs> it came out, right? Yeah, uh, I, I was I was going to get my social security check, <laughs> and uh, anyway, it, it came out. It was a sm low budget sci fi movie. It's a Stephen King book, but it, it talked about a guy getting lost in in in, in VR. But I, I think if you took surrogates and moved it to a VR world, you get a little bit of sense of uh, some aspects of what Second Life was, where people would go in there and they'd. And they set up their whole avatar, but you could have multiple personalities. What was also interesting in the Surrogates movie, um, it, it, you have an analog representation, and you would, your robot would go out in the world for you, and you would you would experience it through them. But uh, Bruce Willis was at some, um, and it's better versions of you. And the more you paid, the more you could deviate from. There was some kind of regulation in the movie where you, you had to be close to what you were, but if you paid a lot of money, you could really deviate. Some guy was out there as a, as a hot blonde chick, and it was just <laughs> some big fat slob sitting in, the, <laughs> sitting in his chair at home. So do you remember that, that scene right in the movie? It was crazy. If you haven't watched the movie, I, I encourage you to go watch that. It's just to get you... That's definitely going to happen. I mean, that's happening for cat, sure. catfishing yeah. before all this stuff, which is like messaging back and forth that happened. I What's mean, catfishing? Or like you, you impersonate someone else and you try to fake somebody for like a online relationship or even before meeting up or getting money from them. They think you're a oh, every hot day. girl, but it's really a, some fat guy in a basement. Oh yeah, I don't, don't want to be against it. fat guys, but it's, <laughs> that's that's the it's uh, like the, the most easiest extreme, definition of catfishing. It's the easiest definition of catfishing. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ready Player One had that whole aspect that was Ready Player One. Right, was, I was thinking of that as well. Right, and that also it, it's like such an isolated like life in real real in the real world but in 
the in the artificial world you're anything but on your own so it's kind of crazy the merging of the two so so people so people we have a big holiday weekend coming up person um sitting there and they don't have plans and all their friends are doing something different and they just didn't work it out whatever the issue is and they're alone they say you know i can uh sit at this thing and have this set up and i can hang out with my friends and you know people are gonna do it yeah definitely they're gonna do it and then the issue is gonna be they're gonna choose it over the real mm-hmm. yeah what, what, did we talk about it in the last podcast marshmallow doing the vr oh concert? yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah in fortnite oh in fortnite okay yeah yeah it was that way it was a Fortnite build but for a concert in the game i think everyone's guns evaporated out of there i don't really know the architecture of the game i've never played it but i think at some point all the actual matches stopped you the, can like mod it the make guns it evaporated out of your hands and everybody showed up to a stage with their avatar and danced they pressed buttons to dance at a concert oh my God. it's crazy to think that people are so like this, it looked fun. That was the scariest the part. I hated that. I thought no, that. that's why I said, "Oh my god," because I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to. The societal do that, issues of loneliness just through this, and what what we're talking about is a much more like fun, shiny thing to play with. It's definitely gonna definitely gonna isolate people for sure. Like, why would you? Like you said, if you're on Memorial Day weekend. And you have the choice, and then next thing you know, you're oh wow, I had a great weekend. I didn't even need to leave my house or go and see anyone. I'm capable of doing that now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I pull that off pretty often. <laughs> yeah, or or or, or, or let, let's say let's take this in a way where we know people are going to do this. By the way, mm-hmm. but I, I I you know I remod the studio that we have here in the basement, and I have a a, a table chairs for two, and the wall is virtualized. And uh, I have nice sound and lighting I can adjust. And I say, I say, where are we going to have dinner tonight? And you say, how about a Parisian cafe? And all of a sudden, the wall changes, the sound changes. You can add the smells, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like we're sitting on the streets of, of Paris. You're going to say, that sounds cool. I want to do that. Yeah. Then the next day is, why don't we sit at, the, at a cafe at the beach outside in Cape May and watch uh, the sunset? And you know, down at the beach, or you can do that today. Or why don't we money. have fifty-yard line yeah. seats? Yeah, watching the New York Giants play. There's already commercials of that there for are. certain VR goggles. Of, yeah, you know, why meet up with your friend when you can both be at your own place and meet them at the you know half court at an NBA game? No, so so people pay. <laughs> so they they have a, they have those three sixty cameras. You'd actually tap into the live feed. Yeah. while the that game's is, going that on. That opens up the market. That's for cool. Them that sounds fun. Beyond belief. Imagine you could do that from home. Now the scale well, they can achieve. Well, think about the amount of money that uh, the they sell the luxury boxes at a stadium. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars for these awesome boxes. And you go, I've been to these before, and you watch different games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but it's like a, a, a lounge, not dissimilar to the size of this room. Sometimes they're bigger. Uh, and, you know, this one wall would be the the venue view into yeah. the stadium. And you could have the technology recreate that. Yeah. And so this fakery that's coming, we call it fakery, but it's this generation of an alternate reality that looks a lot like our current reality is happening rapidly. Mm-hmm. The cynic in me keeps going back, and I know Ready Player One actually explored this as well, which is the main antagonist in his drive, but uh, advertising is going to be completely transformed oh, in this world. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to go to half court, and there's going to be floating ads. Pervasive and, and personalized. Be, yeah, exactly. It's everywhere. Well, it's going to be, that. that's going to underwrite 
mm. access to yeah. what will be an expensive platform initially. Right. So, but it's but it's almost like a point of no return once you go down that model, as we've explored before. Right. Well, it's hard uh, to get it's hard to get away from the advertising model. TV's the search gone engine like for Google. TV's gone commercial free. You know, so and I only watch commercial free TV now, so it's uh, it's, it's great, but it's not without um, not without consequence socially, politically, economically. But you can start to see how this is going to happen. I I think we're going to see a, a a lot of cool stuff come out, and I think it's going to be negative in terms of its social and political consequence initially. I think we'll figure it out. I think we'll figure out this and we'll learn to adapt to it and and new normals will, will emerge but i think yes we're not going to deal with the changes societally well at first that's mm -hmm. my prediction so yeah and i'm i'm freaked out by the, the, the snapchat filters already yeah. that, and that's pretty straightforward yeah. yeah that should be fun for memorial day weekend i think yeah. people will be using those a lot yeah, I, I I would like to be able to go out as Yosemite Sam though. That would it's, be fun. It's going to be a really fun virtual <laughs> identity crisis we're all going to go through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's it's a, it's a big thing now, right? Like you don't conform into the two genders or whatever the stereotypes are. It's a huge political argument now. But then you go away from reality, then anyone can be who they want to be, obviously. And it just I don't know. That's good. it's going to yeah. be a huge hit yeah. on the psyche. Even for people who yeah. conformed before and never had to deal with the stigma of I'm different, where's my bathroom, all that stuff. Everyone's yeah. going to be like a market of one crazy freak. But I, everyone's a freak, then everyone's normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Anyway. Yeah. This is an interesting topic. I'm sure we'll be visiting this again soon when we'll see this manifest in a, in a way that's more conscious in the public realm. The Joe Rogan thing kind of... Uh, brought it up a notch for me. I've, I've been I, watching I've this for to years. Countless hours of him, and it it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it, an it imitation that me. good. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it it t t like I said, I've been following this topic at, at the technical level for about four or five years, and just watch this get better and better and better. It's it's getting better at nonlinear pace. The Joe Rogan thing elevated at one more level. I knew they were doing it with political stuff. Um, and and there, that gets to the concern of, I do think this next 2020 election cycle is going to be no holds barred fakery um, on all sides, and we'll see what happens. Most likely. So yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> popcorn. Popcorn. Get the popcorn time. <laughs> so anyway, have fun, everybody. Hope have a great weekend. Yeah, yes. you too. All right, thanks, everybody. Right, thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to Pardon the Disruption. We'd like you to subscribe to our podcast if you like it. You can find us on most of the platforms where you get your podcast from, whether that be iTunes or YouTube or whatever you're on. Uh, we also want some feedback. Which shows do you want us to cover? What do you like? What do you not like? So that we can do this. We're doing this for you. We're not doing this for anything else. So please subscribe and give us some feedback. Thank you very much.